Hi, I'm Scott. And I'm Steph. And we are track walking. And I totally should have had you do the intro since... Well, just because I got the idea tonight. Yeah, because it's, th- it, it's not your thing, but yeah, I mean... It could be your thing and you just don't know it yet. I mean, I guarantee you it is in some, some capacity. Okay. So, uh, this is going to be our last uh, podcast from the porch thing. Um, because I have to go home. I'm very, I'm conflictedly sad. In less than 48 hours. Yeah, I gotta, like, start driving home. And it takes, like, two days to get home because I'm a long way away. But, um, yeah, this whole two months of vacation is coming to an end. It's terrible. Yeah. Two months. Uh, roughly. I don't think it's, maybe it's not quite that long. I'd have to check on the calendar. I don't pay attention to dates. I just sort of, like, leave when I'm ready to leave and come back when I have to. I want to say it's every bit of two months, though. Yeah, it was a long one this year. I haven't seen my wife in person. By the time I get home, will be like a full month, mm. which is as long as it's ever been. Yeah, because she usually comes up, doesn't she? Yeah, and she, usually when we're gone for this, or when we have this long a summer, she comes up twice. Mm-hmm. And uh, she didn't. She only came up once this year, just because of uh, like, some other vacation schedule stuff. She's like, "Nah, I don't. I don't want to see you twice. Once we'll see." Well, suffice. it was. Yeah, it was. There was a variety of things. Usually, she comes up later because my older son has a birthday, and we do all that. But he's taking linear algebra at college instead, so uh, I just texted him on his birthday. It was a little less exciting. Yeah, it seems like it. Yeah. But you know that's kind of how life is when you're taking linear algebra in college. Should be you should be slightly sad anyway. So, see, so, and you've got feelings about leaving. I have feelings and well, I have, some thoughts. Yeah. So, well, this is a car show. So let me let me. I've been walking around in the woods. Is, lot is thinking, it though? I'm going to try to make it into at least a little bit of a car show today. How's that? Okay. Car Jason. Okay. So I'm gonna actually I'm gonna I'm gonna start with with a phrase that I thought of and sort of like connect everything back to it because how you do anything is how you do everything, right? Mm. So the the phrase I'm gonna I'm gonna base the whole show around is I'm not lost when I'm here. I already, and, I already have thoughts and feelings about that. But go and ahead. there's a lot, a lot going on with that. Like, am I physically lost? Am I emotionally lost? What is here? You know. So there's a lot of places to go. But <laughs> yeah. But but starting with with car stuff, um, it has a lot to do with like community and belonging. And there's a lot of people, like a lot, a lot of people that that when they start driving cars, start with. Start with autocross or start with track events, but they'll do like their first season. People say, "How many events did you do in the first season?" They're like three. It's like three weekends, you know, like three autocrosses, and the next year you did like four or five. And sometimes it takes you know a few years until you do a whole season. Sometimes it's your second season, but eventually you're like, like I did the whole season. I did all of them, and so when you do that, you're you're sort of you become a part of that community and your friends are the people that you know there and your, you know, your group chats are people that you know from that. And you get a real sense of belonging to the community because you end up spending, you know, six or 12 or 20 weekends a year um, with these, 
with these people that you hang out with. And, and the more you're around, you know, you show up and you're around these people and you're around your friends in person, you start to feel like, yeah, this is, this is where I'm comfortable and this is where I'm happy and, like, this is my happy place. And when you're away from it, you want to go back to it um, because that feeling of, of comfort in knowing that you belong feels good in your life no matter what. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's something that, you know, when you're raising small kids, you, that's, what you, that's the stability you try to give kids, right? Like, like home always feels nice and stable and happy and, and they can be emotionally relaxed in those. And we actually start, I think, people like you and I start to develop that sort of comfort and feeling when we get around our car friends at car events. Sure. That's the place where I feel like I should be, right? And then when I'm not there, I'm trying to get back there. Um, because when I'm there, like when you're away from the place where you feel comfortable, you can really feel lost, right? Like you don't really have, it's hard to have control over everything in your life. Um, I think most of us are like sort of drifting around to some extent in life. Mm-hmm. But if we're if we're doing a good job with our car stuff, we at least feel like we have control over it. Um, yeah, and me, I don't think I would. I'd agree with most of that. I don't think I would say I'm lost when I'm not at a track event or hanging out with track friends. But I would say that I feel out of place and maybe lonelier than I otherwise would be. Okay. But Yeah, I can see that interpretation yeah, of that. But, but same, same. Yeah, but but that... I remember showing up to... Well, God, like one lap. Like, just... When you show up to one lap and everybody's there, there's almost a sense of relief. Like, ah, like, the, this is... Like, for a week, I'm where I belong, no matter what. And it's going to be hard, and, you know, it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be everything that is one lap, but man, does it feel like the right place to be for that week. Yeah. And nowhere else in life feels like that week. Um, you really don't have to worry about paying bills or, you know, whether you left the lights on in the living room or what your kids are up to or blah, blah, blah. Like, you can just one lap for a week. It's its own special world. It feels amazing. Yeah, it it is quite nice whenever i turn into what they call the ramada it will forever have a different name um for our generation i think um but yeah as soon as you turn into that parking lot and you see people there you're like yeah i know this parking lot and not because of the parking lot but because the people in these goofy cars we all bring yeah and there's even and it's the, the structure of the whole thing, right? Like you see, I see people that I don't really even talk to that much on the event, but they create, their presence creates the world that I feel comfortable in. Yeah. Um, which is, I don't know, like, like I, think, I think that structure is kind of a neat thing to have in your life anywhere. Um, I guess I've only, 
for so long I've only been a car guy that I don't know, do normal people have that in their lives? Maybe church? I guess church would do that. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, for a lot of people, yeah, that's church. Right. Or that's their poker group, or that's their... Just that weekly family dinner where the extended family gets together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Lots, lots of things, but yes. Yeah, and I think for a lot of us, it's uh, the, the car hobby makes that happen. Um, and actually, when I, was, I was thinking about this when I was in, this sort of came to me when I was in the woods today, wandering around. So this is the first year that I felt like I could just sort of like get up and go to the woods and tell my kids to fend for themselves because they were old enough, and I'm like, whatever, I'll be back. I'll be back between 10 and 11 every morning, and they sleep in, and so I wake up and I go to the woods and I wander around, and in, you know, two months into the summer, it feels like such a part of what I do. Like, that routine um, is such a part of who I am that I am almost panicky at going home um, because that can't exist at home. I don't have a backyard that's 250 acres of swamp and woods. Sure. And and so that that got me thinking about sort of that, that belonging that you feel in a place or with a group. And I think it can be either way. I think it's it's that sense of belonging is always more with a group. Um, but like you said, when you pull into the parking lot for one lap, the place has that feeling as well. Um, and so that got me thinking about being lost when you're away from the thing that makes you feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, and that made me sad. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So I'm getting melancholy here, but that, you know, and, and so that, that sense of, that sense of belonging is what causes that sense of sadness. Like there, there are two sides of the same coin, right? Like you can't. As, as I get to know, a, I miss one lap more the more I do it. Yeah. And I miss track days more, like right after I stopped doing them, I miss them more than I do now. Sure. Um, and, and you're not carrying your side of the conversation at all, Scott. Oh, I... Dude, you... <laughs> we were gonna we were gonna riff here, and I feel like I'm just like I'm being whiny about the fact that I have to go home. I I like giving s- vocal space. You just had to pause long <laughs> enough, and then I would pick it up because you're you 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 genuinely like seem lost in thought. <laughs> like yeah, you've, I'm just you, you've got yeah you've got these thoughts and you've got these feelings and. Like, you're just in it right now, you know? 
to uh, to quote Garden State the movie. Uh, you're just in it, you know. I am. Um, but I think one of the things that definitely seems like you're experiencing is a preemptive uh, loss, like a preemptive grieving. You're grieving the fact that your life is about to change once again. Yeah, certainly. Um, you know, when you're next to somebody in a hospital bed, that the death hasn't happened, but it's inevitable. It's it's that grieving. Right. And you know, you were you were talking about a sense of belonging. And I also, it it seems a bit of, like, especially when you talk about belonging, what I think about that's so important, um, even statistically and brain, brain scan wise has been acceptance. That you're in a place that you not only feel kind of responsible for, in some ways, okay. but that you also feel accepted by the community. So responsible oh. in that you want to contribute, you want to do your part, you want to, you know, not just take what it has to offer, but you also want to work for the community and what it stands for. And on the other side is that the community accepts you as one of its own and that your presence not only that you not only conform to the group but that the group changes once you become part of it does that make sense it does yeah that's sort of so is it is it more than the whole like like i identify myself like i'm a race car driver in my own head no matter where i am sure but the only place the world agrees with me about that is that a track weekend sure because because like we say once we're away from the track nobody cares that's that's a and, that's a fact and and it's really really hard to have your your sense of self and identity wrapped up in something that the majority of the people around you don't care about yeah and not only that you have that identity because I think lots of people carry that identity with them, as do I. But how you hold that identity is different from anyone else who would identify the same. Like the way you are a race car driver at the track or outside of it is different from anyone else. And that you not only like grow and you know, kind of some somehow like work into the uh, like the the notion of what is a race car driver? Like we we definitely take on that right. that society. Like yeah, I, I wear a helmet and I look cool, and you know all these. I like to make sounds and go vroom vroom around corners, or maybe down a straightaway. I don't know. Um, but that you also it's the fire suit. It is the fire suit. Let's be yeah. honest. And it's the, it's the mirrored visor, which I know you don't have, but right. it's that. Um, yeah. But at the same time, 
the fact that you do it differently adds to the community writ large of race car drivers in positive and negative way. The fact that we're not all the same makes the community better. Or it builds the community in general? What are you saying? I mean, at least makes it more diverse. I think it would definitely um, be case to case on whether it improves it or not. Uh, (laughs) All right. I think I think at a le- at the minimum we can say that everybody both improves and um, takes away from the c- the community and the image and the identity at one time or another. I think we can yeah we be honest about we're, that. Like even as an individual, we're different as our as our experience with it goes on. Right. I mean, certainly I've I've been able to watch you be different since I met you. Right. Um, so yeah, I hadn't really thought about it like that. So I guess going back um, to the, I don't want to dwell on that too much because I think that's going to be a, a longer term project for for you, for both of us. But yeah, um, we have, you know, we, we've talked about grieving a little bit. And I think it would be interesting to at least get your thoughts on this, that as you drive home, you've got two full days. Like, that's a big transition period from any major change, is you have two days of, like, in-between time. Is, like, how, how do you think you can use that time to, like, physical transition, like, help your mental, emotional transition but then how can you also set something up once you get back to texas back home to texas that you can look forward to well so that that's sort of the second part of what i was was thinking about uh in the woods today because because my vacation is more like living in a different place than a than a vacation is I kind of have two different incompatible lives um the the me that I am up here the life that I live up here is not the same as the life that I live in Texas um part of that's just geography like there's there's no racetracks up here um and there's no no access to woods like I have out my back door in Texas. And so the, I have these, these couple of things that I'm really passionate about and really, really love, and they only exist in one sphere of my life. So when I was leaving Texas two months ago, there was definitely sadness about the fact that I wasn't going to be racing motorcycles for two months. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was leaving my race team behind. I, I missed three endurance races uh, over those two months. And so I'm leaving my friends and, and my motorcycle and all that behind. And it's something I really deeply, passionately enjoy. Um, I do um, identify as a motorcycle racer. Sure. Like, what do you do? I race motorcycles. Oh, also I'm a stay-at-home dad and I do things like that. But but when I'm home, I identify as a motorcycle racer. So the the transition from 
from Texas up to Michigan always involves involves a sadness that 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 I'm leaving that for two months. But implicit in that is the idea that that my wife and I have the intention of retiring up here. So. So every time I drive away from that, it's sort of like a trial run for I'm going to, at some point, I'm going to drive away from it forever. Yeah. Um, and, and so there, there is, there's a minor sadness that I'm going to miss three races, but there is a looming huge sadness that, that eventually I'm going to hang up my leathers and drive north. And I probably won't put them back on again. Maybe. Um, and I have to figure out how to—I have to figure out how to be okay with that. Um, and then when I go south again, you know, there, there's a reverse thing. Like there, there's so much that I love about being up here that my wife—my <laughs> wife always yells at doesn't yell at me but she's like oh tell me how terrible this because like 10 to every year like 10 days out from when i have to leave i start getting melancholy like oh my vacation's almost over oh, she's yeah. like yeah but your your sad period is longer than most people's vacations i'm like yeah but it doesn't make me not sad feel sad yeah um because because i'm going to miss these things and and i don't get them back for like 10 months like I'm, like I'm so away from them, and I like, I think it's when you, when you had to go back to school as a kid, it's a little bit of that feeling. Um, you're excited to go back and see your friends, but dude, you don't get to just wake up late and watch cartoons again. Yeah, for and a even, while. And even like a micro version of that is Sunday afternoons. Like, yeah, like oh, you can yeah. taste it, but you don't get to live in it. Yeah, to wallow around in that summer vacationness that you had when you were, you know, ten, eleven, twelve years old. All right. Um, Do you want to talk more about this? Because I've got something I want to poke at you on. Oh yeah, poke at me. No, like, like I'm, I'm done being melancholy until the next time we talk. <laughs> yeah. Well, don't, don't catch your unless, unless you're, unless you're gonna poke at something, poke at me about something that I'm gonna be melancholy about. Grind it into me, Scott. Well, Bring it at me. No, I, I find it interesting that you do have these two very different physical places. You do have Texas, and it is hot in Texas, especially this summer. Um, Hottest July on record. There was uh, 13 days over 100 degrees in Houston. That's It's hot. That's hot. That's hot. And then you've got this beach house in what should be Wisconsin, but we'll call it Upper Peninsula, Michigan. Look, we gave away that piece of Ohio, <laughs> and we got the UP. Yeah. History. Yeah. Um, and with it come very different schedules, come very different hobbies. Um, but at the same time, I find it interesting that you're making the move that you said you cannot be the person that you are in Michigan that you are in Texas. And yeah. what I what I always I'm, find find interesting are like hard distinctions. 
And I, I think you'd agree. But what I, what I tend to th- see when you are kind of lamenting something or especially your identity, like I am this person here and I am this person here. Now, of course, you're still Seth Lemke in both places. Like you're still a dad. You still do ride motorcycles up there as you do down in Texas, albeit very different environments, different points to do them. And when you leave something, like when you physically leave something, it sounds like you're saying that you have to leave that behind. And what I think I'd push you on is that it's not, it's not Michigan that you're leaving behind. It's how you picture yourself in Michigan that you feel you are not allowed or not encouraged to do or be in Texas. That it's less of the place you're leaving and the place you're going to than how you, I mean, you can, I think even the listeners can hear when you describe yourself in northern Michigan. I mean, you can wax poetic about it for weeks. I can. Um, but it's not just, it's not the place, really. Like, really, it's not the place. It's how you picture yourself there. So as you as you picture Seth Lemke in the upper peninsula of Michigan, what what who is that person versus... Texas Seth Lemke. Um, because I, I think that's what we're really talking about here. So maybe it comes down to the fact that I've, I've sort of always defined myself by what I do and the people associate the, the people I associate by doing those things. Mm-hmm. Um, so certainly when I was, when I was younger, like I was, I was a deer hunter. I deer hunted. My friends deer hunted, read deer hunting magazines. Um, oh dang, really? Oh yeah. You're, like, you're like that was the, my entire life. Yeah. I used to like, I used, there was a time early bow season where I would get up on weekday mornings and I could, I could go out to the woods when it was still dark and I could bow hunt for like 43 minutes before I had to run inside and change clothes and, and catch the bus. I, and I would do that two or three days a week on the weekdays and then do hunt with my dad on the weekends. And we hunted literally every weekend of bow and gun season from the time I was, to, from the time I could legally do it until the time I went to college. Just learned something new about you. Yeah. Um, and... Then in college, during the years that I, I had a car uh, at college and could drive, um, most I would say most of the weekends of deer season, maybe two-thirds of them, I would drive from where I went to school down to the house that my parents had, which was four hours away, and I would deer hunt on those weekends. Okay. So for, for a couple months of fall, um, I deer hunted. But at the same time that I was doing that, I was sort of transitioning as my sense of self from somebody who deer hunted, spent that time in the woods to someone who uh, rock climbed because that was really the thing that I picked up my freshman year of college. 
Um, as as people do. As people do, like you go to college and you climb things. Yeah. And Hope, so those, Hope College, the chapel is actually very easy to climb on the outside, <laughs> like on the rocks. Is it? Yeah. Well, fun, that sounds fun. Fun fact. That sounds fun. Um, I actually went down to Grand Valley State uh, University for a climbing competition once. They have a pretty nice indoor climbing wall. Yes, they do. um, They're all over the place. Yeah. So when I was in college, I became uh, a climber, and my friends were climbers, and I read climbing magazines and watched, uh, you know, climbing videos on VHS, and all... I don't think I took a single, like, college trip with my college friends that wasn't climbing or uh, skiing or one of those associated hobbies. Like, there was no place I went during the six years I went to college that wasn't associated with that hobby. Okay. Um, so when you get into of, something, you you dive I become, in. I become that thing, right? Mm. I am not... I become Seth the... Seth, the kid who went to you know junior high and high school and deer hunted, like that was me. That's what I did. And who My friend does will tell this? You that's who I was. And, and knows who does these this? things and reads like, yeah, you you wear the shirts and you put you wave the flag of whatever you're doing. Yeah, and speaking of shirts, like my sister is and my niece are here visiting, and um, like the like the sixth day she was here, she looked at me. She goes, "Do you have a shirt that's not a car shirt?" But then, and I looked at her, and I was deeply insulted. I'm like, yes, I have motorcycle shirts, too. But then how will other people know that I'm a motorcycle and a race car guy? Exactly. If I don't like, wear these shirts? Exactly. What if I just wear, like, a blank shirt or something? Like, people, people wouldn't immediately know in the grocery store that I am a car guy and serious about this. So, yeah, literally wear the shirt. We're, we're, we're going to circle um, back to that idea here in a minute, but keep going. And so the I would say if there was a time in my life that I had like a true sense of loss of self, it would be when I moved from, from college to Texas um, because I was a rock climber and a skier and those things like I I had to give those up in a reasonable way when I moved to Houston because that doesn't exist in Houston, you know, it's flat mud. Yes. And like you could travel to go climbing, but that's not really the same thing because you can't be immersed in a world if you only experience it a couple times a year. Sure. Um and I, and, I, and I also didn't have, like, like my friend group, it wasn't so much that, that I lost the people, it's that I lost the group that belonged to the thing that I belonged to. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't the individuals, it was the, the, the sense of groupness went away. Sure. And you're, um, I felt I, you're you're doing an excellent job of not answering my question, but telling me a story like Seth Lemke does. Yeah, that's what I do. Like, <laughs> like you want to? Would, would you like a yes or no answer? Let me tell you a story. <laughs> that's how I do things. 
and so that was that was like my biggest sense of loss of self probably was was figuring out who I am when I don't have my thing that defines me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I could, I don't think I'm the kind of person that could get lost in their work, at least not the work I was doing then. Like, it was hard to go, yeah, I'm a geophysicist. I do geophysics, geophysics and I have geophysics friends, and I wear <laughs> geophysics shirts. Like, that's just... <laughs> right. Like that, it just didn't. It didn't happen, Sci- and I didn't feel, Sci- feel like scientists, it could happen. Scientists do have better marketing now, if we're being honest. But yeah, but yes. yeah, like like I could pr- probably find more T-shirts now, but I never felt like like that could be me around the work that I was doing. Um, and I think I really only started to feel. L- like I was in my world again when I found um, cars and autocross uh, in in Texas, okay. and then could could find that activity and that group and those people that that helped me feel like I wasn't lost again. They say like when I'm here, I'm not lost. When I was, I was like, all right. So when I'm with you guys, not somewhat physically but somewhat just like knowing that there's other people sharing my passion at a given time i don't feel like i'm looking for something because i have something so what is it about i'll circle back to the question and then expand on it so what is it about northern michigan that gives you that sense of identity that you crave that you want to come back to Probably because this general area of the world, how the woods are put together here, the trees, the wildlife, um, I've been coming to this general area within about 30 miles of here since I was eight years old um, because my, my parents bought a, a cabin way back in the woods uh, when I was eight, and we came up here every summer, and then I came here all the time to deer hunt in college. And I've brought my kids here every summer for the last 18 years. And so this place has probably sort of been my anchor a little bit. Like no matter what else is going on, if I come back here, the woods will be the same. There's a, there's a drive where you go from the Mackinac bridge, um, towards Manistique the two hour drive and a bunch of it is along Lake Michigan. It's just a stunningly beautiful drive, but it's looked virtually the same every time I've done it since I was eight years old. So it's almost and, like, a, because I, I'm finding it interesting that you're comparing this place to these communities. I am too. Because this place is a physical location and these communities are people and activities, which I, I think reinforces my the notion that I have that it's not the place and it's not the activities, or it's probably not even the people in those communities that's alluring to you. What it what's what, left? I think how you see yourself in those places doing those things. So when you say that, like when you're at the track, 
you're a race car driver wearing the shirts, waving the flag, doing the race car things. And that makes you feel important, centered, um, known, something. I'm not, I, and these are not filling in the blanks for you. But then the interesting move, I think, is then you talk about this place that's very isolated from people outside of your small family. Um, and a lot of your activities that you would otherwise greatly identify with. And that this is a very different, but I think in many ways the same thing in that how you see yourself, the identity that Seth Lemke has of himself, your avatar, so to speak, is you in Upper Peninsula, Michigan, doing these things because that's how you see yourself, which I still haven't like really heard you explain. It, even if you can, so, I don't know if you can, what that is. So in, in Scott's life, would it be fair to say that there are there's a couple different Scots floating around? We're talking about you, not me. Don't change the subject. No, no. Like I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna create. Like I'm gonna create a. And I'm gonna bring it back. To I'm gonna bring it back to me. Would, uh, would that be a fair statement? Yeah, for sure. And so, like, there's race car Scott. There's dad Scott. There's work Scott. Even if we just do those three, right? Sure. And I would. I would hazard that even if you like all of those Scots, you there are some of them that feel more like you than others. Yeah. Like you feel more comfortable with your sense of self in some of those places than other places. Yes. And I think that's what is has always happened with me is when I'm here, I'm not looking for me. Mm. Like, my sense of self here is very, very strong, right? Yeah, And, and so, yeah, I'm not, I, I think you're right in saying that I'm not looking for a place or an activity. I'm looking for, I'm looking to be happy with me. Or at least at peace with you. At least, yeah, at peace with me. Yeah, happy with me starts to sound like we need to drink wine and, and <sighs> live, have a live, sit down Live, laugh, love, bro. Yeah, yeah. And but, <laughs> but, but yeah. Like I, I wonder. Like I want to do that. I wonder if that's all anybody wants. But I, I think there's a there's moments in our lives and places in our lives where we really feel good to the point where we're not worried about us. Like we can just sort of be in that moment mm -hmm. and we really want to be in those places and at those times where we can be in that moment. Um, yeah. you know, and, and there's, there's layers of that. Um, like you can be in the place and in the time at a track weekend and then 
the next deeper layer is like when you're in the car. Sure. And then the next deeper layer is like when you're going through a corner at maximum slip angle and, you know, you're not quite catching the car because it's not quite out of control. You know, there, there, there's layers of that, um, that, that sense of, I want to say sense of self, but like you transcend to a, to a moment, to a place. And then you bring yourself all the way back to the world where you're just like sitting on your couch at home after a day at work and you have like 900 things to worry about. Yeah, and and I think another, even another way we could look at this real quick is like uh, that a lot of people would know would be like introvert, extrovert. And, you know, it's not whether you like people or not. It's like where do you get your energy? Where do you... Yeah. We really recharge and we just simply recharge better. Like we're healthier and we recharge better in certain environments than others. Even if we love being in all those places. Right. Um, you know, attract weekend. I love, um, but I'm exhausted <laughs> at the end of a weekend. <laughs> like I, I can't say it, it recharges me in some ways and it absolutely drains me in others. Right. Um, yeah. Okay. So the, the other thing, I'm not even sure we can do this in this show because I think there's a lot to, to unpack with the next idea Yeah. is, yeah. um, when I talked about the fact that, that I have to walk away from, or that I'm going to walk away from Houston and all the, the, the racing that's associated with that. Um, like that's walking away from that one part of my life. So there's everybody, as long as you don't die first, everybody reaches a point where you have to quit that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and we see it a lot in, in racing because racing is so unsustainable. Um, and, and so you have this place where you feel like you belong and it's wonderful. And sometimes it's not even the, it's not even the quitting. It's the worst part. It's the knowing that you're going to have to leave it. Sure. Um, to, to look at your racing halfway through a year and go, this life is unsustainable. Is like you, you have, you can have a sense of loss way before you have to experience that loss. Yeah. And, and I think getting to where we are in the, the season, the, the driving season we are, there's, there's a bunch of people who are thinking about, can I keep doing this? Am I going to quit doing this? Am I going to quit doing it the way I am doing it? And maybe quit is a horrible word because quit has negative connotations no matter what. Shift my energies. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I mean, I'm, shoot we're having that conversation around this household you know it's tis the time of year like you said yeah i feel i don't know if that's a whole other show like how yeah how do you 
when do you quit? How do you quit? How do you manage your life through that process? Yeah, that. let's do a show called How to Quit Well, because that's something American culture is really shit at in general. Yeah. Is quitting, like stopping things. We're not Man, how we, treat, We're not... how we treat people who do that. Yeah. Quitters. Yeah. Quitters. So <laughs> let's let's wrap up the show on this question. Okay. So concretely, what can Upper Peninsula, Michigan, Seth Lemke do? No, no, no. I'm sorry. What can Texas Seth Lemke do to help Upper Peninsula Seth Lemke transition and grieve this? Like not to like wipe it under the rug like it never happened, but to, like, properly honor it. Like, is cake involved? What, like, <sighs> what's, what needs to happen here? I don't know, because I'm, I'm complete shit at it, because one of the reasons I stay up here until the, like, the bitter end is so that I don't have to face that emotionally. I can just dive right into the parenting aspect of taking my kids to school or I can dive right into race season. And so I can bury, I don't deal with the grief at all. I just bury it in activity. You just jump from like, man to man. You don't, you don't have time for Seth Lemke. I don't. No. Okay. That's, that's, that yeah. is my coping mechanism is literally, you know, well, I, I will, Denial. Yeah, complete denial. Like, like I will not acknowledge that grief. I will go home and I will just bury myself in something else. You're and you'll have to tell me how unhealthy that is and how I should do it better. <laughs> but that's, that's definitely what I'm going to do. Well, what's great is I think you and I are in each other's heads. Like, you're already having that conversation with yourself. <laughs> you, may well, yeah, be, reason... you, may, you may be using my voice, but... Right. Yeah. No, the reason we're having this conversation together is because I was having the conversation with myself. Yeah. Right? I, I get it. I get it. Personally, I think cake should be involved. There will be cake. Like, I'm, I'm sure I'll get home and I'll need cake. Yep. And I hope, for your sake only, that you eat it in front of me. Um, because, Are you missing that? Um, because I will still be sad that I'm not having cake. Are you missing the me eating cake in front of you thing? We haven't been able to do that in like two months. Well, this this is what I'm saying. Like, give yourself something to look forward to, something still <laughs> familiar that you enjoy inflicting upon me. All right, I will do that. That's I will think about that the whole way home, um, sitting down in front of uh, a Zoom call yeah. and eating cake yeah. uh, next week when we record a show. It'll be great. There you go. Well, we are at track walking podcasts and all the things and whatnot. So, you know, so, but, uh, track walking chats, tell, uh, tell Seth he's doing good. Give him cake ideas. I like that. I'm Scott. And I'm Seth. We'll talk to you next week.